Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Jump Street Podcast. How's it going, Billy? Good. How are you? I'm chilling. I'm doing good over here. I'm ready to go. I'm fired up. I feel like we haven't done an episode in a while. Has that is that the true case, or am I? No, we bugging? we just been do, we've been doing it uh, weekly, and we missed last week. So so it feels like it's been a while because we've been we so damn consistent this year. We've been too consistent this year. Yeah, too consistent. That's our fault, I guess. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> yeah, all good. But super stoked. Uh, everyone, thanks for joining episode 156. We're really starting to get those numbers up there. Uh, we have a very special guest for this episode. I'm very excited to have this guest on. Uh, if you're in the skating community and you have an Instagram, you are likely very aware of this person and we're going to get to know him a bit more today. So thank you for joining. But first, I'm going to do my quick, shortened spiel. Please follow us on all of our social media networks. If you don't already, we have an Instagram, a Facebook. We have a iTunes if you want to listen there. YouTube if you want to subscribe, hit the notification bell, leave a comment. All that stuff helps. We also have a Patreon. You can be a Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Uh, we put exclusive videos out on there, trick tips. We call them inside outs. We do section reviews with our guests. And every month we do a, a drawing from our patrons that and if you win you get to win something for free from our online store which by the way we just added some new pieces of garments to we have a new uh hoodie oh no not a hoodie i'm sorry a sweatshirt and a t-shirt so austin did a good job designing these there's the the spaceman he's uh, putting the jump street logo on the moon to just let everyone know in space <laughs> that Jump Street is here to stay. Whether you and believe men are the... not landed on the moon, Malachi's yes. up there already. That's true. <laughs> and uh, there's the, uh, you know, our ode to our home city with the Statue of Liberty there, Jump Street. And instead of holding that, that bright, eternal flaming torch, she is holding uh, a skate. I don't know what kind of skate it is. It should be a Mesmer, but... It's a generic it skate. Sure, it's a Mesmer. It's Mesmer. <laughs> it's a Mesmer. <laughs> it changes with the times too. When, it at first, when it first came out, it was the John Bellino skate, and then it was the Dominic Bruce skate, and now it's the team skate. Yeah, it's it's whatever you want it to be, really. <laughs> it's metaphorical. Yeah, but <laughs> that that was me. That was me trying to make a shorter spiel, but went Good on a little bit. Into the, I, into the uh, yeah, I guess we had to talk about the new clothes as well. I I'm curious, Billy. How would you pronounce? The name that is spelled O J Q. O J Q. Um, that's the first name or last name? Last name. Ak. <laughs> I wasn't expecting Maybe. that, but sure. I'll, let's roll with it. Want to give a shout out to this week's new Patreon supporters: Jay Rosen, <laughs> uh, Mikhail Carlson, Aj Jackie O Ak. Dean Muda and Gavin Lewis. So if I mess that one up, don't blame me. Blame Billy this time. <laughs> yeah, I'm normal. I'm normally okay with with names, but that one's a tough. Like Aj. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. A a, th those three letters don't belong. That is a tough together, one. But so. somehow you made it work, Jackie O. Uh, thank you for supporting the show. And like Billy said, everybody who enters every month gets a chance to win something new from our online store. So we do a random drawing. Here we got the wheel. Here we got everyone's name from our Patreon right here. The winner will choose one of whatever they want from our online store. And the winner for this month is Freddie Soto. Freddie out of Puerto Rico. Hell yeah, Freddie. Thank you for supporting and congratulations on winning this month's giveaway. I'm going to reach out to you. I'll send you a message 
to get your info and see what you want from our online store. Thank you for supporting us. Um, we have a WTF this week as well, brought to us by Patreon supporter John Julio, who supports us too on Patreon. So if you want to be like John Julio, you can support us on Patreon too. For Billy said, like as little as $3 a month. Um, but this week's WTF is featuring none other than Christopher Farmer with a monorail, a grabbed monorail to Fishbrain on a 20 stair down rail, nonetheless. I've never seen a grabbed monorail to a one footed trick on a rail. Have you, Billy? No, and he's like already in like squat kind of position when he's going up to it sitting. It's like he's already kind of doing the fish brain mm, position. Yeah. yeah. And it's to perfection, of course. Strong and of course, leg. Yeah. Big big pistol squat guy, Chris. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> a pistol squat. That's a guy who could definitely do a few pistol squats. Yeah. But hell yeah, Chris, you've been killing it lately. He's got a new skate out, a USD Sway skate out. So check that out too. But congrats, Chris, on becoming another WTF. Um, our guest today is a WTF alumni, by the way, for anybody oh, who's yes. familiar with him. Uh, real quick, before we get on to our guest, for anybody who's going to be at Winter Clash next week, Jump Street has a few events going on. So if you want to check us out on Thursday night, I believe at 8 p.m., uh, we're doing a movie night. There's going to be a few movie premieres, and we're doing Q&As with all the people featured in the videos afterwards. Uh, those will be announced soon, I believe. And then Friday at 1 o'clock at Area 51, we're doing a live podcast with the GOAT, Julian Cadeau. So if you're going to be around, check us out. We're going to be having some fun Thursday night, Friday afternoon. Um, do you have anything else going on, Billy, that you wanted to talk about or no? I know I kind of... Might have put you no, on the spot I, no. We, I'm I'm excited for the movie night because not only are we hosting the movie night, and it's like our first live movie night. Because as 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 uh, some of you know who watch the show, <clears throat> we have movie nights that we started doing in during COVID times during the lockdowns that we kind of kept going on, and we'll just throw in there every now and then. But we're doing a live one, so that's cool. We get to watch three new edits that are being premiered. One of them is Bobby Spazoff. The other one is Julian Cadeau, and then there's the Mesmer NYC edit. And we're going to be talking with everyone as many. Um, we're going to talk to Bobby. We're going to talk to Julian. We're going to talk to the Mesmer panel up there. Yeah, so it, it, sh it should be good. Yeah, I'm excited be, for it. Going to be fun. Going to be a good time. Um, yeah, I believe. Is there anything else, Billy, at the top of the show? I feel no, like we had a lot no. to go through, but we, we went through it pretty well. We're efficient on the show nowadays. 156 yes. episodes in, we better be efficient. We're getting better. We're getting, we're not perfect yet. This is rollerblading still. We're not perfect yet, but we're getting better. But without further ado, let's bring in our very special guest. Please, everybody, welcome amateur rollerblader Michael Briggs, everybody. <laughs> is that is, is that how you re requested to be introduced? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> that, that that's what you say on your Instagram. So I figured I followed up. You got to change that to yeah. your favorite amateur skater, Michael Briggs. No, that's it's for the trick tips. I got to immediately. It's part of the joke. Yeah. <laughs> okay, gotcha. I like I like that. We're we're gonna get into a lot of that. Uh, obviously, like a lot of your there's a lot of humor on your Inst Instagram as well, like through skating and funny ideas, and actually have some of these posts that. It would be cool to go through some of your like texted posts and obviously <laughs> get to get into your music and everything else. But uh, curiously, just to know, let everyone get to know you and where you're from. Uh, could you give us a little introduction to you and how, 
about you and how you found skating? Uh, okay. Um, my name's Michael. Uh, from uh, Central Virginia, right outside of Richmond. And I've uh, been skating for almost 26 years. And uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I started doing 26... it because it was on TV, like most other people in the 90s. Yeah, you, you, you definitely have a style that, I mean, you do like a lot of new stuff, but you have a style that like seems like you've been around for at least 20 years, some of that older stuff that's... <laughs> um, but you also bring like a lot of that like new stuff too, like creative stuff, toe roll, the true spin, fast line, all this kind of stuff. But oh, yeah. uh, what were some of your early influences in skating back um, then and now? I don't know, other skaters, I guess. Um, <laughs> Good answer. There weren't really any rollerbladers uh, around here. There were a handful. Uh, I live in a super, super, super small town. But at the same time, like, uh, the five guys who rollerbladed lived on the other side of town. So I never got to skate with them. And um, so I spent most of, like, the first, like, five, six years that I rollerbladed with just skateboarders. And I skateboarded for, like, a little bit before I started rollerblading. So I was always kind of, like, a kind of a... I always kept, like kept up with skateboarding. I still do. I probably watch skateboarding way, way more than rollerblading ever. Yeah. Damn, really? So you watch, in just in general, you watch skateboarding more than rollerblading? Well, I mean, there is more skateboarding to watch. Um, so yeah, skateboarding and biking. I started watching a lot of BMX about 10 years ago. Like something about like, um, I guess every like, kind of technical things that people were getting into. I thought it was a really good direction because biking is like really simple. So everybody started doing these really complicated, like, um, combinations of manuals and stuff. That's how it was really cool. Yeah. Now that you say that it makes sense to some of your skating, like a lot of the, you do like rail rolls and stuff like that. And a lot of heel roll, toe roll kind of stuff. I feel like that relates to biking more with like manuals yeah. and endos and stuff like that. Oh, that's interesting. That makes a lot more sense now why you're skating so different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When when you were like the only rollerblader in the small town around a bunch of skateboarders, what was it that kept you in rollerblading and not giving it up? Because I've heard a few stories like this from friends in small towns and they say like they were like the only blader and they used to skate with skateboarders and I always just find it fascinating, like what's the thing that I don't know, you just why not just skateboard? I don't know. Um I got grounded for about a a year and a half and I did only skateboard for that time um, for the most part. I like wasn't allowed to rollerblade but I was allowed to do anything else which is kind of weird. Um, hey, can you explain that? But, uh, <laughs> can you explain that for What do you mean you you were grounded and you couldn't rollerblade for a year and a half? Yeah, how does that how does that work out? Um, I don't know I mean I, I mean like I guess probably most people I got into, like super super into skating once I started because I was about 12 years old like consumed my life and then I yeah. got really bad grades and my mom was just like no more skating and I had a skateboard and I started like skateboarding and I guess <laughs> just didn't care as long as it wasn't rollerblading I mean technically I wasn't supposed to go outside but like if I was outside skateboarding no one cared yeah it was weird 
Really yeah, that's like a, that, that, that's an interesting loophole. Uh, did yeah. the <laughs> did the grades go back up uh, after no. with the no yeah. grading? Not at all. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that was that wasn't motivating enough. It's crazy. I I have so much in common. Like you, you're telling your story, it relates to me so much too. I grew up skating after like because I, I started in '96, something like that. And Billy could like knows this too. Like '97 ish, like pe- a lot of people started fading out of skating, and all the people I grew up skating with, my brother and his friends, stopped skating. And I skated with a lot of skateboarders because there was nothing but skateboarders like three or so in my neighborhood. So I skated with skateboarders also for like I don't know a year or two, whatever it is. Um, and then also on top of that, my parents used to also like punish me and used to take my skates away and used to throw my skates in their closet. And I used to use my brother's skates, but my brother, I was eight years old. My brother was five or six years older than me or seven years older than me. Sorry. So he had like a big ass skate compared to like how I was. And I used to skate around. I was eight years old and I was skating with like a size nine or 10 skate. And I remember <laughs> these tanks on my feet and I didn't skateboard, but I used to ride my brother's skates cause that's around the time he stopped skating. And, um, I, I, attribute most of why I could jump relatively high to that because <laughs> I used to, I grew up skating with skates that were way too big, like bricks on my you feet. And I used to, yeah, pretty much. I used to like jump on all the benches, whatever with those big ass skates on. But no, that's funny. Like a lot of stuff, as you're saying, I'm like, I, I'm so, I can relate to that so much. And I'm surprised more people haven't had that story on this podcast. So it's interesting. And, really? and kudos to you for sticking yeah. with rollerblading too, and not uh, <laughs> going to skateboarding or BMX or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> When, when, so when you were younger and uh, skating with the skateboarders and was there a thing like you wanted to, I, I know you're a very proud amateur skater, but was there a thing like, hey, I want to get out to the bigger cities and maybe try to get out there as a, I feel like every young skater has like the dream to want to be a, like a pro one day or something. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I was just really delusional about that. Um I went to Woodward like as soon as I started skating. I'd probably been skating for like less than a year. I went to Woodward and literally couldn't do anything. Um, and didn't learn anything the whole time I was there. Yeah. And then like, uh, yeah, when I got out of high school, I like started entering like ASA contest, even though I didn't know how to skate park. I just like went you, anyway. You, um, you would enter them? Yeah. How'd you do? I entered like, two no maybe three yeah damn it's kind of weird um I, i'm pretty sure i like i checked like the rankings like the that year this is a year after i graduated and like um somehow i wasn't last i was like uh like one place from last it was really like funny <laughs> do you remember who was last hey, behind you no <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, want, I was curious if it was like somebody who we would know today. It was me, somebody. actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it was Chris Farmer, actually. Farmer? <laughs> I remember him not doing very well in his <laughs> That'd be so funny if that was Farmer, too. And uh, I, yeah. I, I was thinking in my head, I'm like, just shout out like the goats, like Dustin Latimer, Brian Shima was behind you. <laughs> Chris Farmer, that's a good one though. Yeah, she, she, Chris Farmer is good. Like I think, I think, I think it actually, I think it actually was Shiva. Yeah, actually, <laughs> he was really bad at ASA. So, so bad. Um, uh, that, I mean, that's a pretty cool thing to have under your belt at ASA, uh, competing in that at all. Just like that was such like an era. <laughs> Which one was yeah. it? Like, like um, what city? Uh, I went to a couple actually. 
Um, like I went to one in like Maryland. It's only like three hours away. Um, that one, uh, that was the second, the first one I went to was in Tennessee. That was in, um, Chattanooga. It was at that park that, uh, Ray Cronenberg skates all the time. Okay. Yeah. I actually came in like eighth place at that one, which is kind of crazy. That's pretty Only sick. like 15 people showed up there because they moved it from North Carolina without telling anybody. <laughs> so like everybody that showed up, um, was pretty much like the only people in the contest. Uh, I met Phil Gripper and uh, Gumby though. I was about to say Gumby's from Chattanooga. I've known them for, like since then. Was uh, cool. were you competing with Gumby? Because I know he's from Chattanooga also. Yeah, he uh, he did a lot of really crazy tricks with the skateboard. I bet. Yeah. I bet. Is that? Did yeah. you grow out of like this the competition phase? Like, do you enter well, contests I mean, now I mean, or no? Well, I mean, that was also like the era of like, um, I went to that one and uh, I came in like eighth place. Well, I came in seventh and then and, like, I guess the judges didn't know what they were doing and they had to like rescore everybody. And I, came, I was in eighth. So I actually almost ended up going to the championships from that one contest. Hell yeah. Weird. <laughs> um, what was the cutoff? Like park. The cutoff was just like, yeah, it was at seventh place. Oh, seventh. Oh, okay. shit. Yeah. But then um, I went to uh, one in like Maryland. And that was for like the, when they started building those like gigantic courses for like the mobile skate park series. Hmm. And I didn't do anything there. <laughs> it probably was in like last place. I tried to like not enter the contest. Like when they called my name, I was like sitting behind the announcers, like behind Arlo and uh, Brickhard Smith. Like, I had to like climb into the course and made this big scene. It was really <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> like climb down from there into the park and then like, put my skates on. Were you on TV? I don't, nah. Yeah, I wasn't televised. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how that works. Like I know about ASAs and stuff. I didn't really know that um, anybody could kind of enter them. I thought it was like you had to be like a sponsor, like endorse you or something like that. Um, no, nah, with the ASA contest, you had to like enter like the circuit and like pay like a membership fee, like become a member of like the Aggressive Skaters Association. I didn't even know. So that. anybody could enter. Yeah. Oh, that's sick though. Yeah. And yeah, so you're like a, you're, you're a proper OG. I mean, you were right up there. Arlo, Brooke Howard Smith at the announcers. You're, you're competing in those events. That, that's OG stuff. I've never competed in an ASA. I, I only have like NIS. I only have like NIS. Under my, I've been to an X Games. The, the what? Wasn't NIS like before the X Games? Um, NIS or was around the ASA? or around I the same time. It was right around the same time, definitely. Yeah. But I, I just, at that time, like I really never left New York. So like, if it didn't come to New York, like NIS came to New York. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I was like, oh, cool, I'm doing that. Um, but I, yeah, but that, that's. You could still like go catch the ASAs on YouTube. I was watching them the other day yeah. at Bellino's house. Mm -hmm. It's sick to watch those things, man. It's such a different yeah. era. Yeah, you can also like really tell like yeah, like people who grew up skating those parks in those contests, which is oh, really, yeah. always kind of interesting to watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like almost its own form of skating. You know, yeah. like the sixty-second yeah. run really. format. Yeah. Yeah, pull and out athletes like, like 
form in the way they do certain tricks. Yeah. Like the way people 360 or like do rails and stuff, you can like tell that they were from like then. Totally. <laughs> no, they, it, it brought a different kind of, it brought, I felt like that more, more catered to like the, uh, I think it's pretty obvious, but it more catered to like the athlete than the artistic yeah, type of yeah. skater. Mm -hmm. we were watching like a Mike, Mike Budnick run on and, you know, Mike, Budnick, he's been on the podcast, but it, I was just like, wow, this is a, this is an athlete at work. You know, this is someone yeah. who's like doing some football regimen training stuff, but on blades. <laughs> So it's, yeah, I remember it's cool. I got there and um, that was the first year that they started like a having like the big like a launch box with no deck in the middle. So it's just the like big kicker. Part. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was I was like, I'm not doing anything on that. <laughs> I was going to say, did you send it? <laughs> no. That's yeah, I, I went to, I went to one of the one of those uh, in Virginia Beach, actually, like they had a it was really? the big kicker event. Yeah, like they had like um that, at, that was, it was a NIST. Oh, it was a NIST. I remember they had the X trials in Virginia Beach, like right before I started skating. But then in Richmond, they had the X trials again, like the next year. And I went to X that. Trials. I didn't, like skate with anybody. Yeah. So sick, crazy. Um, yeah. So that's that's so that's that's, that's wild. So <laughs> did you end up uh, getting because of that? Were you more into trying to skate ramps more than you were? um no not at all no. actually uh yeah you stood true to the game the opposite yeah yeah like i got there and i was like i'm a street skater <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't... <laughs> yeah now we, we, it's funny you mentioned that because i have some of your instagram posts here that do want to go through at some point but i thought that one was funny and since you mentioned yeah. it uh i'm gonna read it yeah, read it out. That's what came to my mind, too. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, oh, sorry. Do I, I thought I had this well, one you, lined up. Do you up remember maybe? it off, offhand? Oh, the one where I said you're not bad at park skating. You're just more, yeah. more of a skater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not, yeah, you're not bad <laughs> at park skating. You're just more of a street skater. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that fit in perfectly. You're a... You're, I'm not familiar with your skating back in the day, but obviously I am uh, now with your skating is super creative. It's the complete opposite of an ASA uh, like style yeah. skater, which is also super interesting. <laughs> and, um, you know, we could tell you've been like a WTF in this show, like a handful of times already, probably because you do so many unique tricks and unique skating. <laughs> um, yeah, you're, you're a WTF OG by far. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, so what, what do you look for in skating nowadays then? compared to like how you were doing back in the day, it looks like you're going the complete opposite direction straight up, just having fun with it. But like, what do you look for in skating when you go out now? I, I don't know. Um, try to think of something hard to do <laughs> most of the time. Yeah. Hard in general or just personally challenging? Yeah. Just personally you know, challenging. I mean, I don't know what's hard for everybody else. I mean, I think that like that part of skating is kind of that like era of skating is over with all of us being like, all right, this trick is the hardest trick anybody can do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, used yeah. to be, I used to try to be one of those people. I couldn't, so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it seems like you have, a, like, all of the hard tricks. 
Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> all your tricks are hard anyway compared to, like, I would say 90% of the skating population, regardless. Like, almost your entire feet are tricks like, yep, can't do that, can't do that. <laughs> like, that's what I do when I look at your skating. Um, so I feel like whether you're trying it or not, you're still, like, top tier trick-wise. I feel like um, I saw we had a clip of Treon back in, like, not back in the day, but a while ago, where he did, like, a, a, a front far from the down ledge and he covered his face. I guess you called it, like, a peekaboo. Um, I saw you do that also. Did you get that from him or he got that from you or, or was that coincidence or what? He probably got it from me. I've been doing it for a really long time at this point. Were you doing that ASA? <laughs> no. Yeah, my, my my whole, I think, approach to skating changed maybe like five years after that. And then I started actually trying to learn tricks all the time. Yeah. For, for, for me, it looks like you're doing hard tricks, but you're definitely having, it looks like you're having fun as well with, and having like a sense of humor. Like sometimes you'll do tricks and just keep your arms all the way down or yeah. something, or <laughs> your, your hoodie straight on or something like that. So it's like, it doesn't seem like, uh, it seems like a mix because you have these really hard tricks, but other times it seems like it's not a serious approach to say, to, is that fair to say? Yeah. I mean, like, the most fun, like, rewarding part of skating for me is, like, trying tricks. So, like, the whole process is just kind of fun. And at the end of the day, it's it's a rollerblading trick. You can't get too angry about it. It's pretty useless. So it's, like, a, it's, like, cosmically funny, I guess. Yeah. Do you not get, like, frustrated or angry with trying tricks? Yeah, all the time. Okay. We're all human. Yeah, I, I was going to like write this long Instagram story about that, actually, because I was never one of those people that like, uh, like through my skates or anything, because it just takes too long to take off the skate. But like when I used to skateboard, I'd break a skateboard every two weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I feel like the time it takes to get off the skates is that's enough. That's enough to, time to, cool, enough down. to cool down. Yeah, it's enough to cool down. Like by the time, like, because I've been there, like t trying to take the skates off, and like <laughs> by the time you get you get the thing off, it's well. It also depends your age, you know. If you when you're yeah. younger, you can stay angry longer. You know what I mean? You could just like you like ah, like it lasts way longer. But uh, I think at a certain point, just yeah, it's 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 not as satisfying because, like you said, like I see the breaking the skateboard making more sense. Well, you write shadows too. It's like. You spend yeah, a half hour straps, long yeah. laces, Even all this stuff. Even when I was a kid, though, I was like not buckling my skates. It wasn't like a thing. Yeah. I, oh, I, like, now, oh, I was gonna. Uh, what are you doing? Yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. You had. Oh, I was. I was just gonna say, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm like lucky or something, but I've never had to spin that long on a trick either. Ever? So that might help. Yeah. What's the longest you ever spent trying a trick in, in any aspect of skating, whether you're filming it just for fun, whatever it is? Uh, like maybe like two years ago. Um, well, there were a couple of tricks that like uh, a lot of times I'll decide to go try to film something like uh, an hour before the sun goes down and like rush. And there have been like. Uh, a handful of times where I had to just like go back and try it again. Um, 
I think the longest I'd try the trick that I actually landed might have been like almost two hours. That's not bad. Yeah, that's that's pretty yeah. long though. Not long ago, many, not many episodes ago, me and Billy were talking about tricks that taken like days for us to do. Literally days for us to do. <laughs> so like the fact that you like two hours, that sounds stressful at the time, but I mean, if if like I'm thinking about it now, I've had multiple dozens of tricks I've taken me well over two hours to do. So that's pretty good. <laughs> you're you're pretty consistent, I guess then. I I it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> Yeah, like after after ten tries, you're like, dude, what's going on? Like, yeah, you gotta skate with us more then. <laughs> Maybe you feel a little better. That's, I was gonna say, that's kind of like we're getting older now. I like, I realize that myself too. Just, it's not worth stressing out on a trick. Like, it gets frustrating. I was actually frustrated the other day on a trick, but it was still like, it was still like ten minutes worth of trying, and I was just like, it's stupid that I can't do this. You know, it's not worth it. I just stopped, but. 15 year old Austin would have been like still there right now trying to get it done. <laughs> so we're, yeah, we're, we're over that. Tried it like um, what felt like a million times. And I got pretty mad a lot. Yeah. you like, you ever like a try trick a bunch of times and you're so mad that like you delete every attempt. <laughs> so you just never have to like think about it again. I I've been like going through, cause I film with the Insta 360 camera. So like me and my buddies will be like, if something's taking a long time, I will like go in and see all the thumbnails there and scroll. I'll be like, okay, it's been like 73 tries so far. And like, <laughs> we've gotten up to attempts that have been like 140, 150 tries for like a trick. Yeah. I don't know how, what time-wise that would be. But like, when you think about it like that, you realize like, holy shit, that's a lot of, that's a lot of tries, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, most clips are about a minute for me. Like, like set the camera up go over try the trick come back to the camera usually about a minute mm. so like that's nice yeah, 70 of those yeah it's about an hour yeah yeah it's yeah a minute for a trick <laughs> is cool that's fun that's when you're really enjoying skating you know <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's about well, on this podcast, there's a few questions I want to get to. I want to get to know you a bit more. Get to get into this first, but some random arbitrary questions. Um, okay. What was your favorite era of skating and why? Uh, I don't know. I kind of always like the newest skating, I think. Yeah. That's sick. That that's the right that's like the right answer. Yeah. <laughs> if there is a right answer, that that's the right answer too. Yeah. Um, what do, what do you like most about like skating nowadays compared to previous in the last twenty six years or whatever? I don't know. Um, I guess I just uh, like the types of tricks people do now. Yeah. Just like a creativity. Yeah, it's, a, it's a wide range yeah. of stuff to do in it. Yeah, yeah that too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. Um, I just got super into whatever was cool at the time. And then eventually you're kind of over it. It's one something new. But Do you I have really people find myself Sorry. looking back and wanting like that again? Like watching old scabies is pretty boring. <laughs> because of, look, go ahead, Bill. You've been trying to say something for like a minute. I think it, I think I think it depends the era, but I know what you mean. The old old ones can be. Yeah. I watched Fruit Booter the other day, and I was 
I was, damn, this is, I forgot how fun this was, but yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, th I think there's definitely some value in, in the older stuff, but if you go too old, um, it's definitely not, yeah, it's not like what's happening now. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I didn't really get a chance to watch too many skate videos as a kid. So like really old stuff is, is kind of interesting, but like, um, a couple of years ago, I like tried to watch underestimated and like fell asleep. What? No, <laughs> that's yeah. like a classic too. Have you never yeah. seen it before? Oh yeah. I've seen it a million times. I watched oh, okay. it like every day before school. Yeah. Okay. So like videos like that, I probably don't really want to watch too often. Like words underestimated like uh words damn yeah. you're about you're about to cause an uproar in the comment section right now <laughs> well yeah, spare it's not like i don't think they're good i just i've seen them so many times yeah yeah i did, guess did you did, did you during that like the time of words uh or during like the hammer error were you like getting down with the hammers during that time not at all yeah. not at all no nah. What wasn't your thing? Yeah. I mean, also, I mean, I didn't even really get opportunities to like try anything. I didn't get my driver's license. So I was like 19. So I was just like, so like the whole time I was in high school, skating meant like walking over my friend's house and like skating his box. Like every once in a while, like uh, my high school was on like the other side of town where the, uh, where the other like, like five rollerbladers were. So, um, Every once in a while, I'd like uh, stay after school and like tell my parents I was going to like a football game and skate around there. There are like a handful of things to skate in town, like one handrail and like uh, <laughs> some little benches. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I that's sick though to have one one handrail in town. How was the handrail? <laughs> um, it's been it. I've, I've randomly like gone back over there and like filmed some uh, clips. I mean, the other day I posted a uh, like an edit I made like 16 years ago or something of me just doing a bunch of switch tricks on this little handy, and that is that rail. But you can only skate it like sometimes when I was in high school because it was open. But then after I graduated, they went out of business for like two years. I started going there every day because I was like, oh, I want to learn how to like really skate handrails. That's sick. It's the, the hometown rail is sick, especially when you have one. <laughs> I was going to say, that's, the, that's like yeah. nothing that me and Billy can relate to. And I always wondered that about like small town skaters. I probably said it on the podcast too. Like we grew up in a city. We didn't get our driver's license till we were in our twenties, but it's because we have trains and buses and all this stuff to get around. Yeah. Um, I always so curious about people who grew up in ta small towns who had to wait till they were old enough to have a driver's license. Cause in your teens, when you're skating or younger, like, how do you get around? You have to physically skate from spot to spot or have yeah. like a parent drop you off somewhere. Like it's, it seems challenging and it's, it makes you appreciate more that they lasted past that time. You know, it's easy for somebody to get bored skating in the curb in front of the house and be like, ah, fuck this. Yeah. I'm just going to play basketball instead or do play video games, you know, whatever it is. So, but you got, you got that one rail holding you down, keeping your interest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it definitely, it definitely, uh, I, I also feel like, small town skaters have like a certain way of skating almost everyone from small towns that i've found is good at toe rolls because <laughs> they i feel like 
because they don't have that many spots, they get really good on like the whatever it is they have, like to an expert level. And a lot of that includes like, you know, mani pads or whatever. Or like if you're skating with skateboarders, you know, you're doing toe rolls and heel rolls. They're doing manuals. So there's similarities there. But um, I yeah, like, I, 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 I think manual until I was like 20. Really? Yeah. yeah. I learned kind of everything in rollerblading, like between like 20 and 22. Yeah. So I was just doing nothing but like grinds, like ever. I never done a gap. Yeah. Never done a gap. I like aired out of a ramp for the first time when I was like 20 or 21. Yeah. Dude, you missed the prime. It's kind of silly. Ridiculous to me that I was entering ASA contest. Out of your comfort zone. Yeah, that's pretty. So, (laughs) what what were you doing at the ASA contests? Trying to like now now I'm trying to figure it out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, just yeah, trying to find things like to grind. Handrail, so pretty much like, yeah, I think I just did like a sole and like a backslide, like budget alley top horn or something. Yeah. Did you, <laughs> did you just like hit the ledge, go back up, hit the ledge again, go back up, hit the ledge again? <laughs> well, um, there are a couple things to jump around on at the one in Tennessee. So I actually did like a couple random tricks, but, um, yeah, at like the big park contest. Yeah, I, I did like, I like sold like the start rail, and then like, there's like a little like six stair handrail like off to the side. Yeah, I just did like a backslide to Helly Porn. Those were still cool back then. So I got that's still, some, like, that's still cool like, now. Like people there. <laughs> that's sick. I remember the big th- those big start rails when I was a kid. I used to see them on TV. I was I used to think they were like really perfect. But those rails were, were spooky. They were high and, and spooky. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I saw them on TV. I was like, oh, that's cool. No stairs. That's like easier than a handrail. But then go there and they'd be like the spookiest rails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The star rail at the Tennessee Park was pretty sick. That was really low. I'd never done this before. But like I did a negative fish brain on it. The whole thing? That's pretty yeah, sick. That is sick. <laughs> yeah, those that's rails. Like, yeah. Yeah, like you said, Billy, when I was a kid, I always used to be like, same thing, like, that's a perfect rail. And then as you're older, you look at it and you're like, yeah, it's pretty steep. And then also, you can't really realistically do it in a run because you hit the rail, you land in the ground, and then what, you're going to run up the launch box that's after it? Like, you can't really do much. There's no flow to it, you know? Well, the one they had at that uh, park, it landed in another start ramp. Those are the good ones. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. Was like a, was it like a kink kind of thing or... No, it's just like a, I think it was like a tin stair and like landed in like another ramp. Yeah, yeah, that's sick. That's that's the way to do it. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go off some of these. What? I'm sorry. I, I think I'm gonna do the same thing you did. So go for it. I was gonna say I was gonna go off some of these uh, Instagram things and go over some of these ideas. Uh, this is a fun one. What was the dumbest plan to save rollerblading? Do, do you have any <laughs> thoughts? <laughs> Also, that's a funny concept, you know, save rollerblading. <laughs> yeah. Well, so what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? And I saw you, you asked like people in yeah, Instagram I mean, about it, but you didn't, didn't say like, yourself. Yeah. Um, you didn't I say yourself. Something, uh, sort of, something sort of sparked it. I, don't know, I was just thinking out loud pretty much. Yeah. Cool. All right. Let's, let's see rollerbladers around in here anymore. So whenever I, I have like rollerblading conversation ideas, it's from Instagram. Yeah, it's like 
when you when you when you we just talked about that now i was thinking about like you're talking about kind of like watching old skate videos and they're kind of like you can't really watch them anymore and i'm thinking about that era like mid-2000s there was a lot of trying to save rollerblading um (laughs) that was about it i saw people were commenting like at the barbie movie and stuff that's not really to save rollerblading you know um yeah that that wasn't like i I remember there were a couple things and uh like there was a couple of times that there was like a big push to get blading on TV. Like Daniel Kinney did it with the bitter cold and, and Julio ended up getting it done with um, blading, blading cup. cup. And it's like an amazing thing to accomplish. And I just think bladers like, yes, yeah, I'm going to be on TV. Yes. And then it goes on TV and like, we notice, but I don't think really many other people uh, yeah. notice yeah, like the same way. At like a time when like fewer and fewer people are watching TV at all. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's it. It is. It is weird. It's not. It's not like centralized like it was. Like no, most yeah. people aren't really watching TV. Mm-hmm. It's not. Yeah, the same, like though. there was a time when you put something on TV, it meant everybody was gonna see it, and like that might have even been before like our time, because like when rollerblading was coming on TV, it was on like ESPN two and stuff, like like four in the morning. Like you just, I know there's no way that that like people who didn't skate were watching this. Yes. But to be fair, like on some of those channels, like, because blading was everywhere for me. I remember like airborne was on TV, like almost every time I put on the TV, like like on TNT or one of these like channels, like that just plays movies all the time. Like airborne was always on, like see like the mighty ducks on on there. Brink was always on Brink, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like more so, people probably started skating because of like those than like the ASA being on TV. I think so. Sure. I think I think you'd w- want to skate because of the movies, and then like you see it being a real thing on AS on yeah. ESPN two when you look and you're like, whoa, there's okay, there's a prize pool and people are skating to compete, yeah. and you know there's this is there's rankings, you know. Yeah, and that I think that's kind of like immediately pointing to like like the fault of trying to put like bitter cold or like blading cup on tv because it's going to just be for people to skate yeah that's 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 a good point yeah i always felt that way about contests we got to flood tiktok now now it's now it's about tiktok that's if you want to crush it you got to get your numbers up on tiktok and it does blading even because i don't have tiktok because i'm like you know Cause I am my age. You're not a 13 year old girl. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to, but I don't know. Maybe I should. Cause I know friends of my age do have it, but is there like a big blading presence on TikTok? Do we know? I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. everybody's TikTok feed is different. So, um, I don't ever see it on mine, but at the same time, like, um, I know there are people on TikTok with a lot of followers, like, uh, friend Eddie. Breaking oh, Ross. Eddie like, Chung. Yeah. Have, like, yeah. Both of them have like, over 600,000 followers on TikTok. Frankie? Yeah, Eddie was going viral a lot before he had to kind of stop. Eddie was. Yeah, Eddie was going. Eddie. He was having – and uh, Air Dolphin too. Yeah. That's not that's not everyone's style, but Air Dolphin was – first of all, bringing vibes back, that like 90s vibe <laughs> back. It was super fun. Yeah. But um, he did some like collabs too with some like other TikTokers and – yeah, uh, I mean, social media he people still does that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like his career now. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, that's who would have thought like back in the day when, you know, you're competing at the ASA trying to get in there that there would be a path to plating success, but on social media somewhere, you know, it's yeah. no one could have predicted it. <laughs> yeah, that's in like 10 years or maybe even less, you're going to see skaters and you're like, how'd you start skating? And like how we say we watched it on TV or whatever, yeah. they're going to be like, oh, I saw a TikTok video and now it's how I started skating or an Instagram video. Yeah, It's going to be a different generation growing up that that is the mainstream now, you know? Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty interesting because like the reasons people start skating affect how they skate, you know? So somebody's like started skating because of like Air Dolphin. Or, like I think a lot, especially about like Robbie Pitts, like they're probably like a lot of people who started skating because of him and like what they're going to want from skating is going to be so different than what we might have ever wanted. You know, that's an interesting point. So, too. so true. Yeah. And, and, and I agree. I think a lot of Robbie did pull in a lot of people into skating who pr previously wouldn't have been interested. And yeah. he was the bridge, the bridge on a lot of, uh, a lot of different areas. Yeah. And like, yeah, like someone like him, like if you start skating because of him and then you like look up rollerblading and you see a bunch of people like jumping off roofs and shit, like, you're like, what? Like, would that seem cool? Or like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't know how people perceive rollerblading it's weird to think about um i guess if you did start coming in with like the robbie robbie's introduction yeah you might be weirded out by some of like the yeah. off the roof stuff yeah especially with all these accounts that just show like just old skating from like the hammer era when everybody's like just doing crazy stuff everyone looks pissed off it's like no one's actually having fun <laughs> It is a different time because we just had Zach on the last episode, Zach Savage, and he grew up because he started watching like all the Hammer videos. Those were like his first videos. And he yeah. was like, I wanted that. I wanted to do that. I wanted to like <laughs> throw myself down shit. And like everyone's different, but it, it's good that now there's more avenues of different styles of skating too, where you could start skating and just chill at the skate park all day. Or you could start skating and just jump off roofs, like you said, or start yeah. wizard skating, which is a lot more welcoming and friendly, you know? Yeah, I, no, I, I, I definitely think skating. <laughs> the what? I'm sorry. <laughs> I was saying like mushroom blading or like wizard skating looks really intricate. Yeah, it looks really fun too. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, like and and I think um, you know there are def blading could be that thing that is fun when you're having fun skating, but it could also be that thing that you're trying to achieve something which is not necessarily directly fun, but ends up being rewarding yeah. somehow. Um, but I think you're right in that era. It was just that instead of yeah. like having like yeah. a little, so now there's like multiple avenues uh, to kind of play with in skating, which is good because that like over angsty, like trying to prove uh, yourself era as much as i think it's valuable and there's beautiful things in there i think having that be the only thing or even blading just being one thing that it has to be like locked in yeah. this way or that way like i like i like the options now mm -hmm. yeah around that time um 
I uh, I met Richie Vaughn. I don't know if you know who he is. Uh, he had sections in Baroque and uh, oh, yeah. like the Mammoth Media videos. Mm-hmm. But I met him while he was filming for his section for Broke. I was just going around with him and uh, people from uh, like DC and Charlottesville and stuff. Uh, and yeah, everyone just seemed really miserable, like filming for this. <laughs> there were some crazy slams in that video. Like, yeah, those dudes went and off. Like, and I think that really, really like impacted me because I was like the tricks people are doing are kind of cool, but like, what's the point? Yeah, yeah for you know, sure. Seemed like they were having fun. Like I even like Richie would be like, Hey, you want to go skate? And uh, be, I go with them. And like, um, his whole thing was like, all right, we're just going to get like the big trick out of the way first and then get them go skate something fun. Uh-huh. And it's like, you're even admitting that it's not fun. Like you, you don't really want to do it. That's an interesting point. Yeah, to even to, to, to even admit it is, um, yeah, the def, definitely sounds like totally mission oriented. Uh, yeah. That style for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, That's that yeah. like filmer mentality too. Like when you used to go for filming for videos back in the day, you're like, oh, I got to get these clips. I got to do this. I got to do that. Then you forget that yeah. skating. What well, you didn't start skating for that reason. You started skating because it was fun and you enjoy it. Yeah, and you might want to really push yourself, good. but. You don't necessarily have to stress yourself out or like, what are you going to do? You're going to film a section and, and then what's going to happen next? You're going to watch a three minute section of you skating. Yeah. So what, <laughs> you know, the bigger yeah, picture. Yeah, really makes sense. And then like, um, yeah, I guess 10 years later I turned into that. I was saying we all, I was about to say we all done that though. We've all done yeah. it. We've all been there, but looking back at it now, it's a, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a bit different. Uh, I wanted to, go into more of these Instagram posts of yours. The next one that I found interesting because I've had discussions about this with other people too, is that you said, do people still think they'll magically start jumping higher if they get a super light skate? <laughs> do you have like uh, thoughts about this when people are like, Oh, this skate is so light. It's so good. Um, Cause I, I've had uh, conversations about this as well. And I, I kind of, thought that until I started skating shadows. I was skating like Deshies and then Solomons and then Shadows. And I could easily jump higher in Shadows than any other skate. Shadows are light? Yeah, I mean, they're light, but I think they're not as light as like a pair of Deshies. Yeah. I think it's, it's also probably really about how it's strapped into or the how way the skate works. works. Yeah. Yeah, the way the skate works. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably more effective than the actual weight of the skate. I feel like. Yeah. No skate is really like, like yeah, yeah. Like the forty fives help a lot. I used to be so against forty fives, but like as I rode more skates, I had them. I found it more beneficial. Um, everybody's a little different, but like no skate out there is so heavy that it's like completely gonna hurt your skating. You know, like otherwise the skate <laughs> wouldn't have been made in the first place. There's no one selling yeah. a cinder block with wheels on it. You know. <laughs> yeah, I remember I had my second pair of skates were oxygens. I remember someone was like, "Dude, do oxygens like." Does this weigh twenty pounds? And I'm like, no, like it's just a regular skate. Have you yeah. felt the oxygen recently? Nah. Like I remember the same thing too. Like there was the biggest bulkiest skate ever. It's if you compare uh, oxygen now to any other skate out now, I guarantee you it's lighter. It's like paper yeah, compared probably. to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, especially that's, the ones really? with the plastic sole plates. 
Yeah, hmm. I have a pair of 3.1s with the metal on it and everything, and it's lighter than any skate I've ever had. Yeah. Like, it's it's super light. It's crazy how we I thought it was just, like, heavy. the shape of it is bulky, but, like, the skate's kind of, like, the plastic's pretty thin. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. The liner is paper thin. Yeah. It had yeah. laces, though. That that was, like, the only liner that had that for a really long time. Yeah, it went up to your fucking kneecaps. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like a ski oh, boot. The high tops. I had the low tops. Yeah, the, the, are uh, the low tops are sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the gray ones, like the light blue, actually. Yeah, the light blue ones. Yeah, sick. yeah, those are tight. Well, like, I love those. I remember the warehouse, so like everybody had them when I went to Woodward. Yeah, I love those. They were <laughs> so sick. I had the uh, the gold ones because oh. I remember there were rumors that only the pros had the gold ones. Like it was a special skate, and then <laughs> I think Day of the Rope came out, and TJ Weber had them. And then, like maybe a year later, they were released, like to the public, whatever. And I was like, I gotta get them. It was like it was like the exclusive ProScape like a year ago. So I, I got him. And I, I, somebody posted it recently on Instagram. I found a, a post about him, and I was like, damn, there hasn't been a gold skate in a while. I think the last gold skate, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was probably the Dominic Segona USD Throne. And I'm like, well, that's I, I, remember. Yeah. I mean, I, I can remember, but I'm like, I would rock a gold skate nowadays. That'd be sick. <laughs> Yeah, what what was the gold oxygen? Was that the TJ Web? I don't like, think it was a what? pro skate. It was just like it was called the it AR stock. Yeah. yeah, it was a, it was a oh, low okay. top. It was it was the same thing as like the baby blue one, but it was just like a random gold skate that came out. But I remember there was rumors like around Staten Island at least that only the pros had the gold ones, and then TJ Weber was the only one skating the gold ones. So it was like a big deal, at least to me personally, when they came out. I was like, I have to get them. Those are the ones I want to be pro. Who's <laughs> on the oxygen team? DJ Weber is the only person I need to think of, like right offhand. Well, Scott options. Bentley, yes, Manuel Bolaris. Tasha, think about all, yeah, think about all the pro models. Tasha, Tasha Hodgson. Uh, I know M- Michael Palak was on there for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, Brooke Howard Smith designed the skate. I don't know if he rode for them or not. Um, yeah, Mateo. Cool name though. Mateo cool was name. on it too, but yeah, there was a. Pro teams back then were a little hazy too. I feel like a little, yeah. a little different. I mean, actually, pro teams now I think are kind of hazy for a lot of, yeah. a lot of brands out there too. Um, it's either like you ride for them or you don't ride for them. There's no like pro amateur flow. Yeah, not much of that anymore. Um, at least that I see. Yeah, ambassadors. I guess it's a different era too, for that, <laughs> for that reason. Yeah. Um. D- I want to get into some more of these, but before I do that, I want to touch on your music. So um, you put out something that was going around uh, last year. It was got pretty, it looked like it was catching a bit of traction out there. It sounded cool. It was, the video was super interesting. Uh, there, like, like I felt like there was a lot of humor in that, like a lot of your humor that shows in your skating sometimes was also in that or just your approach. Um, when did you get into music? Have you been doing it as long as skating? And can we get into that song and project? Uh, I started making music about 10 years ago. Um, I've been like making like edits, like skate edits um, for pretty much since YouTube started. And at some point in time i just started trying to use the uh video editor to chop up samples and I started making music um 
Yeah, then about like three years ago around COVID, I uh, decided to try to learn Ableton because everybody was doing like COVID projects. So like, oh, I'm going to learn how to bake bread or whatever. Um, so I was like, I'm going to learn how to use Ableton. Uh, and that's when I started making like, I guess like rock music. Uh, yeah, just speaking more distorted, like ever since. Yeah, yeah. trying to always make it as distorted as possible. Hmm. I guess that's how I ended up with the the most recent album. Um, yeah, the song you're talking about, uh, it's called "The Clearing." I uh, made it uh, right before I went to Blading Cup, actually. Um, and for the video, I usually um, try to do something kind of silly. I started kind of a weird story of like this fictional band, um, but then for this video, I couldn't think of it like where to take the story, so I decided to make kind of a detour. And I thought it'd be really silly to do like a speed run of like a both Bill and Ted movies. And oh, so that's, that's what the video is. That is makes the, sense now. The I'll, entire... I'll, I'll, yeah. <laughs> it does make sense. Th does the music inspire your skating at all or vice versa? Are they at all intertwined? Yeah. People, no? I feel like a lot yeah. of people who make music, it's kind of like one feeds off the other. Um, yeah, I have noticed that. Um, yeah, like I'm the only person I can think of that like makes music and skates that would never use my music in like an edit that I made myself. Really? Damn. Like, it doesn't fit at all. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I wasn't expecting that at all. Kind of weird. Yeah. yeah, two it, things that should go it, together. It made some it made some rounds though. Like it got a like a lot of views and and attention. Well, I mean, it, it's it feels... a sponsored ad, so I've just been like running an ad for like a year. That's sick though. It's, a million views. <laughs> it, yeah. it, it's sick to see like people who don't uh blade like commenting all on it. I was like, Whoa, look at this. This is yeah, it's getting some weird. traction. Like, a couple of weeks ago, Anthony Fantana like commented on it. Anthony, Fa who is that? I'm sorry. He's a music reviewer on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, really? It's kind of like like the music reviewer. Yeah. Oh shit! Did he, he commented on it? Yeah. I mean, he didn't say, but like he hated it or liked it. Like the comment just said, like, "What did I just watch?" It was, like, <laughs> nice yeah. There you go. You I got his attention. Yeah. Dude, I, I love that. Dude, history is lame. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, you can only run ads for um, like 90 seconds. The song's like three and a half minutes long, so I just use the back half. So like that's them getting back from going back in time. Mm. Yeah. That's sick. Oh, okay. See, now it makes sense. Now it makes sense. Yeah. I want to watch. Is the, is the whole video up on YouTube? Yeah. Cool. We should put it in the uh, in the in the link. Yeah, in I'll link it up. Description. <laughs> what, what's your YouTube channel? Uh, ghost boobs. All right. So so where where did go, ghost boobs come from? <laughs> Is um, there a hidden meaning behind ghost boobs? The first thing that came to mind when I uh, well, I mean, the first thing that came to mind when I started my Instagram account was uh, Michael Briggs, but I was taken. Then that was the next thing that came to mind. <laughs> so it doesn't mean yeah. anything. Nah, I mean, it's a song by a uh, gravy train. I don't know if you remember them mm -hmm. from like 20 years ago. Was 
ghost boobs already taken though and the reason that you put two s's yeah, at the end of it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so why didn't you just add an extra s to your name yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so michael briggs was taken you're like all right i'm just gonna do ghost boobs and say ghost boobs was also taken already yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was better than michael briggs still yeah. <laughs> it works it's That's catchy funny. yeah I, I think it's it's so stupid sounding that like um it kind of contrasts anything I do. Even if I do something kind of silly, it's not that silly. And I kind of do serious things, I guess. I mean, like the music is kind of serious. The music videos are dumb, but like, yeah. <laughs> the distortion doesn't work with the, I feel like it's like the opposite of ghost boobs. Sounds like light and like, I don't know, airy, welcoming and like, like a <laughs> distortion is like more like heavier, you know, sounding. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it works with your, your skating really well. <laughs> it's just funny um th there's something i wanted to get into that might be a little bit controversial but i, I feel like we have to talk about it on the episodes i saw it floating around in the comments as well um uh so a while back on instagram i think some people thought you faked your death or you died uh, yeah but there 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 was a post where i think some people might have taken it like you died, but it seems like you were doing like, and I think some people weren't sure too, because you have yeah. like this interesting style of insensitive humor, but uh, would you care to get into that? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of try to like spoof things a lot just for the sake of doing it or to see if I can do it as far as like trying to make pictures logos, uh, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I was trying to do like a, make like the picture format for like a, you know, like complex on Instagram, the magazine. Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, I was just trying to like do their format, uh, like the way they'll do like headlines or whatever. Cause like around the time they started to get kind of done with it. Cause usually if they showed like a picture of a celebrity and you saw that like white font, that meant that they had died. Then they started like doing that same thing for like uh pictures of like just to like let you know that like i don't know like drake ate a hot dog or something it was really silly so i was just trying to see if i could do it and then when i got it without even really putting a lot of thought or any thought into it i just took like i put like a picture of me and then like my birthday and then like that day's date it and then let posted that and a lot of people got angry at me. Did you like post immediately <laughs> afterwards? You're like, hey guys, I'm not dead. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so that's why. <laughs> it was up for like 20 minutes. Yeah. And then eventually oh. I, I started to lose followers. And then I was like, all right, I got I to delete this. Well, I didn't delete it. I archived things when I take them off. So it's still there, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's I, I I I saw I saw that in the uh, we made a made the post on Instagram and I saw that in the comments. I was like, oh, I for, I I do remember that. I forgot about that. I remember <laughs> reading I remember reading it and being like, not sure, like yeah, yeah not uh, not really sure, but just also in the comments, people were like, wait, is this real? Like the fact that that was even other people were also not sure. I was like, I feel yeah. like he's. 
okay. Um, but yeah. <laughs> well, it, it doesn't make sense. If you died, how would you post on your Instagram that you died? That's the first question I had for people <laughs> that were getting mad at me. Okay. I, I missed that whole post. So, but like, just from what my understanding is, that doesn't make sense at all. Something's fishy at that point, you know? Yeah, some um, people were very, very, very upset by that. So, yeah. Well, what, oh, well. what do you expect from ghost boobs, you know? <laughs> uh, let me ask you another one of these questions from Instagram. Uh, asking rollerblading to explain rollerblading traditions is the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, uh, yeah. Care to explain this one? I don't know. I mean, like, no one has any good answers for, like, most, like, yeah, like, traditions in skating a lot of times, you know? like. What, what do you mean by traditions, though? Name porn star. Okay. Why do you have to land tricks fakey? Like... Like, there is no real answer for a lot of these things. So if you ask anybody, they're making it up. It's like so, legend Legend has it, you know, like one yeah. of those. Yeah, they're making it up on the spot if you ask them. So, it, yeah, you want to hear a, <laughs> a silly lie, just like ask somebody, <laughs> like, a question about, like, the history of skating. Yeah. That's funny. We've gone through that on the show before. <laughs> uh, I've definitely, I've definitely uh, said things that I just heard and not like known for a fact or whatever. I mean, there is no unless you're the person that actually started it or whatever. Um, yeah. But I like, I like this one too. When you first get to a skate park, you have to skate really fast up to a trick to establish dominance. Make sure you do it before you talk to anyone so they know who they're dealing with. Yeah, I think everybody does that. Yeah, no, that really you know what's, about what you're doing. Yeah, you know what's funny when 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 I read this, I was like, oh, dude, I remember doing this like on purpose, consciously, <laughs> like ten ten years ago or so. Just like go to the skate park and just like, uh, just to make a point as a rollerblader, yeah. just like fly around <laughs> fast, try to just make blading look as as badass as possible. You know that one was. I, yeah, I thought I that like was a funny. Doing it and then it, yeah, it yeah. <laughs> Everyone's been subconsciously doing that. I remember when I rode the solo frames with the metal H blocks and everything. The metal frames at skate parks, they fucking make a loud sound. It sounds like skateboards, <laughs> like trucks and stuff. So I used to like go to skate parks. First thing I used to do, I used to go fast and do a backside on the ledge. You used to be like, and everybody would look at you because they wouldn't expect that. And I was like, oh, it kind of like you make a statement as soon as you get there, you know. Um, I still do that. I like. I try to like make like a lot of clacking sounds on coping before I drop in. <laughs> Just ring the bell real quick before you, yeah. before you go. As many clacking sounds as possible. <laughs> it's like what the fuck's wrong with this guy? He's like smacking the yeah. ramps and shit. Like I know. I mean, skateboarders do it. It's cool. Like if you do it right. Like yeah. I got kind of like yeah. obsessed with that for a little while. Um, like a long time ago about like all the sounds that a skateboard can make, like on Kofi and stuff, like squeaking, like wheels and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, you hear the, you hear the squeaking uh, with the flat flat skaters, people who skate flat when they're grinding sometimes, you know hey, what hey, I mean? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> yeah. And um, 
Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking about it with Miguel too, like Miguel Ramos, like he skates like solar frames and it sounds, I like, yeah, it's, it definitely sounds different, the grinding on. <laughs> it's remote. super cool and it definitely makes a statement when you get to a skate park. There's other skateboarders, BMXers, scooters, whatever. It establishes dominance. Yeah. It definitely establishes yeah. dominance. Which is, this is the main thing. We gotta. You turn yourself into a loud, fast thing. So it's like. Yeah. Naturally intimidating to everybody. Well, it's yes. also like they don't really expect that too, because they, you know, like they don't expect rollerbladers to have metal parts, I guess, to make those sounds. So it's also like, whoa, what, what was going on? Like, what just happened? Like, I missed I that. Yeah. I don't think I don't think most like people who don't rollerblade know what skates are made of, actually, to a degree. Like skateboarders yeah. and stuff. Yeah. You think we we should? That'd be a funny video. I, I, I like agree. Questions. I think I think most people who don't blade don't know anything about blading yeah. from like kind of weird. Yeah. Don't even know how to like judge the tricks that that yeah. are happening. They're like, yeah, of course. I don't think a lot of rollerbladers know how to judge the tricks. Either. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll get we'll get into a couple more of these, and then maybe we'll bring it to the audience. But this one was funny. The next blading cup should be two-person races where you have to do as many tricks on as many <laughs> obstacles as po possible so like if there are five obstacles they should be worth a baseline of one point each so if you did an easy trick on each one you get five points winning the race should also only be worth five points that way people would still be forced to actually do tricks in order to win the heat and someone could possibly do hard enough tricks to win without finishing first yeah, yeah, that's interesting. You spent it's a, like a weird idea. Yeah, I like that. Rick, ideas that work. <laughs> straight up race. <laughs> that yeah. was so sick. Yeah, I, I mean, like I was that. thinking about like the the course of the one that I went to like two years ago, and like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Somehow, like some kind of relay race made more sense on that than trying to do like runs. <laughs> Dude, relay race is cool. That's a cool idea. I do think blading should have more fun things in the contest format. Yeah. I, I've been saying for a little while, it would be cool to just like take people who are in the skating community and have them do other competitions, like freaking what they do at like corporate getaways, like potato sack races and like three-legged <laughs> races and shit like that. Steal the bacon and things like that. That would be... Yeah. Uh, I think that'd be super entertaining to watch, you know, like yeah. um, people who you normally right. see compete on the blade, just competing in super normal stuff. It'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. Scavenger hunt. There needs to be, yeah. like a, there needs to be like a more like fun uh, entertainment aspect of it. Besides just like the series, like you were talking about how people are like so serious that while I was skating back in the day, um, when yeah. you take it seriously, you look serious. He doesn't look like you having fun really so much. Even though some people do look like they have fun with their skating contest, but overall it gets taken very seriously. And then when you're having yeah. fun doing a relay race or something like that, it's it, or there's a different objective. There's more like a strategy to it rather than just yeah. like doing the best tricks. It's it becomes a little more fun and entertaining. Uh, this one I found on your Instagram. I don't, it's not really a discussion, but I found it interesting and funny. You said when kids at the skate park ask me if I can do any tricks, I immediately say no, so they don't expect anything from me. I'm there to yeah. flex on the internet, not to put on a show. <laughs> I could definitely relate to this too. Whenever people ask me um, how, like, oh, are you sponsored? Like, can you go? Can you do the rally? Whatever. I'm like, nah, this guy's the one right here. Like, he's the one you got to watch out for, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. I'll say no to any question. They'll be like, can you drop in? No. 
You do a flip, of course not. <laughs> Can you do a flip? Uh, that's it. That's yeah. Oh, never yeah. done a flip. No. <laughs> Are you fucking with me, or you really can't do a flip? <laughs> no, I've never done a flip. Yeah. Your next post on on Instagram is gonna be a flip now. Uh, th there's another one. Uh, there are there are a lot of rules about what real men can't do. What's the dumbest one you've heard? I'm, I'm curious what what you think and what's what started that. That's got you had to be thinking of one of those things. Like, wow, that's really dumb. I don't know. I think a lot of people nowadays are thinking about that. There's like a thing going around on like TikTok and Instagram. Of like, it's like a running list that somebody's keeping that is like. 200 things on it that like men aren't supposed to do it, it's it's crazy Dude, it's like, what's like, what? i don't know just think of like normal things people do like i think one of the weirder ones i heard is like drinking out of a water fountain <laughs> like somehow that's not masculine um <laughs> <laughs> what yeah it's yeah, yeah but I, i'd like i'd like to see that i i, I didn't know that um, I, I grew up in a, in, a, I think, uh, an old school, you know, cat Catholic way where men had to do <laughs> certain things, but, um, but we never drank out of a water fountain. Yeah. That's wild. That's wild. <laughs> I was thinking more like, you know, you have to hold the door open and stuff like that, but yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> where do you live now, by the way? Uh, you see, um, I still I, live in I, Central Virginia. Yeah. Central Virginia. Yeah, so I grew up about 10 minutes outside of Richmond, and now I live like half an hour from Richmond. Yeah. So you're closer to more people who blade? No. Opposite? Well, I mean, everyone who skates around here moves. Um, yeah. So do you still do most of your skating by yourself or, or with skateboarders? No, I just by myself pretty much. Pretty much since I got out of high school got a license I've been skating by myself it's kind of why I started filming so I could like show the tricks I did to someone else instead of like waiting for an opportunity to skate with somebody and then trying to like show off which is also like a dumb feeling if you learn a new trick and then you're like oh I can't wait to like show somebody and then like you go skating with somebody and you're trying for like forever to like redo this trick that you learned how to do yeah <laughs> So on your day-to-day -day skating now, you're skating by yourself usually? Yeah, always, hmm. yeah. I was about to say, I mean, what, what do you prefer? days and there are people there, but yeah, I'm, just, I'm the only rollerblader. Yeah. What, what do you prefer? Well, I mean, after I got used to skating by myself, and especially like filming by myself, then skating with other people doesn't feel any different. I'm you not don't one feel of those like people like, I... hyped up or anything from like skating with a bunch of people. Actually, like a bunch of people will make me like not want to skate. That's kind of why I did like five tabernacles at Blading Cup. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sick. Like, dur yeah, during your run, you did an all tabernacle run, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So that's obviously premeditated. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. to a degree. I mean, I thought it, thought of it like that morning. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you were made it to the finals, would you kept it going? Just more tabernacles? Yeah, probably. <laughs> just more creative ways to do a tabernacle there. I probably would just done like the same tabernacles. Yeah. 
<laughs> I know that rail is weird. Like, yeah. I was like afraid to tabernacle that. Never actually tabernacled the handrail, like up until that point. So, yeah. Was that the downrail year? There was yeah. like the launch box of the downrail thing? Yeah, it was just unnecessarily steep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, 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 was a real, uh, that was a real tabernacle. I remember that run. <laughs> you, you did five? Um, I did one on everything but the quarter pipe. Yeah. So what's your, what's when you, when you're coming up with this, what's your goal to, to entertain, to have fun, to make people laugh? To have well, a good um, the day before I was like uh, talking with some people and they were like nervous about like um, what they're going to do for the contest, like for their run and stuff. And I actually told somebody, I was like, pretend like all the people here are Instagram. <laughs> and then I like kind of thought to myself, well, why don't I do that? too yeah that's a pretty good way to look at it pretend like this is instagram <laughs> that's a new version of like pretend everyone's wearing their underwear or something like that yeah. you know, or in yeah, their yeah, underwear everybody is the internet that's an interesting way to think about it i get nerve-wracking and nerve-wracked with that too like i don't enter contests anymore these days but like i'll skate like winter clash or whatever and i'm like i don't like skating in front of people either it's uh it's nervous. <laughs> you got to kind of tune people out like i try to focus on me skating with the people who are in my heat, I guess, like it's a regular session. Like I'm not yeah. competing against them. I'm just skating with them, you know? Yeah. And if something happens, if a tabernacle comes out, so be it. <laughs> oh um, and in a little bit, we're going to get into some questions from our live chatters and we have some from our Patreon. Is that okay with you? Yeah, sure. Cool. Austin, do we have any lined up for the Patreon? Yes, we do. Hang on. I got to get my cat out of here because he's going crazy and he's going to start wham, 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 like he did uh, during Tom's episode, uh, Todd's episode. But yes, uh, like we do every episode, we prioritize our Patreon. Get out of here. Our Patreon questions. And we have the first one from Peter Toth who says uh, he performs his tricks in a stance like he doesn't even care or even hate skating yet i assume it's a pose what do you enjoy most about or in skating uh what do i like the most about skating um skating i guess yeah <laughs> the, the act good answer yeah the act of skating i mean that's that is why everybody started doing it for the most part yeah that's like um i feel like sean kelso has a style like that too like almost like an effortless like I don't care kind of style, which isn't bad at all in any way. It's just like the style, but it's like, I feel like it's more effortless than anything else. I don't know. Um, it doesn't feel effortless most of the time. It definitely looks it. Uh, we have a next question from Patreon from Dan Bond who asks, uh, how do you, how do you continue to enjoy hitting the same parks over and over with fresh eyes? Does your creativity get sparked by the limitations and how many MBDs do you think you've done? Uh, I, I th actually think skating the same place over and over again is like the best way to come up with in, any kind of new idea. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm kind of forced to do it because there aren't a lot of places to skate around here, but um, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. I, I just I started learning a bunch of new tricks when I started going to skate park 
every day when I got out of high school and like it helped. So, um, I mean, MBDs have I done? Uh, Infinite? I don't know. I mean, it, I mean, everybody, every trick has been done by somebody before somewhere. Um, I, I had done a lot of tricks that I've never seen other people do. Yeah. For like a really long time. There's no way I know how many. Yeah. There are some yeah. that I didn't think that I was the first person to do it. And then I like found out later, like, um, apparently I learned how to do like a, like channel one fast slides before Joe Zink, which is kind of weird. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like the, he's I like could, the mess. Yeah. I can see like that. I did one on handrail before he did. Oh, sick. <laughs> yeah. A channel one fast slide? Yeah. In between one and two? Oh. You did like the, the frame Death. frame grinds. Oh, yeah. What's that? <laughs> what, what do you call that? The the On the frame by the wheel? Um, I've just been calling them like to myself because I never talked to them about anybody. Um, like ice picks. Ice so, picks? Like that. Yeah. It's, it, it seems a lot like an ice pick on like a bicycle. Yeah. All right. Ice picks. You're the only one I've seen do those purposely <laughs> for sure. And you got them switch and natural too. Yeah. I still can't believe I did that switch actually. Yeah, you do a lot of yeah, your tricks switch and that like both ways. That's important to you. Um, it's kind of out of boredom lately. I've been kind of doing a lot of tricks that are, aren't super super difficult that i thought i did switch before and then kind of like going back and realizing i hadn't that's how i'm kind of like filling in a lot of tricks lately yeah. it's a good way to uh expand your vocabulary it's like oh yeah. I, i've done it all but like no just do it switch, just do switch. Yeah. yeah exactly forget about that sometimes yeah <laughs> um our last patreon question comes from jason mosley who asks, who are your top BMAG message board users? <laughs> top BMAG message board users. Were you big on the BMAG um, message board? Yeah. It, I only ever posted edits on BMAG and never talked to anybody. And uh, so I don't think I ever really got to know to me like anybody ever, really. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Top three. Um, plus some people were dicks too. Uh, that was a, that was a wild time in skating. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think I, I have an answer to that. Okay. <laughs> All right. We got a couple of questions in the chat. Um, Renee Dillon, very flat out. Will you play tree tree at a game of blade? That would be an interesting game of blade. That would be ridiculous. I don't think I do very well because, like, I'm not super flexible. Like, <laughs> that would be a really like good a slide, a slide or something. I, I couldn't do that. That would be a really good YouTube video, or like just some sort. <laughs> that of would be fun event, like a side event at like a blading cup or, or something like that. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be cool. A weird exhibition match. Yeah, I like, like that. That's a good idea. A side game, throw some money down. <laughs> Um, Joey Rogers says, could you ask him to relive the intense days of the 75-7-804 war 
<laughs> Jason's yeah, AG sure. in the Baltimore story, if he remembers war. <laughs> yeah, so like um for some weird reason, uh Richmond doesn't really like the Virginia Beach area. Yeah, people from here kind of look down on there, even though they're, like, richer and have more people and, like, more stuff. <laughs> it's the beach. Um, yeah. And then uh, all the skaters from there were kind of weird. Yeah, so, like, um, I guess I got to go back with this one. So, like, uh, Virginia, like, the kind of um, the skate scene here, was kind of like like the DMV skate scene was like uh, skaters from like Charlottesville, Northern Virginia, and the beach, and the they all skated together. They all went on like out of town trips and stuff together. There's no one really from Richmond, and uh, everywhere on the East Coast, like uh, kind of adopted the mentality of like Philly. Like, how everyone from Philly was kind of got this reputation for being, like, elitist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, like, a lot of people, like, kind of adopted that for some reason. It kind of seemed like a, a lot of people from Virginia Beach, when I started going out there, were kind of like that. Or they were just, like, weird. I remember, like, one, uh, Steve John Dobbins, like, ashed a cigarette, like, on my butt. Well, I was like trying to get something out of like his car. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even like know me. Yeah, I just thought what? that was funny. Um, yeah, but we all became friends uh, eventually. <laughs> um, <laughs> he ashed yeah. a cigarette on your butt. Yeah, on my butt. Yeah, what burned a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, weird too, especially like. We went down there pretty much to hang out with people because it's like, um, like as bad as Richmond is when it comes to spots, like down out there, there's like nothing at all, which is really, it's kind of impressive. Like how, how we were talking about before, how like there are people who come from places where there's nothing to skate, but they still stick with it or even get super good at skating. Yeah. And like, um, yeah, like there's super good skaters from there, like Brian Allen. Richie. Um, oh, yeah, Brian Allen's from Virginia. Yeah, he's from, like, the Virginia Beach area. There's n- none of the things that Chris he was skating are out there. Yeah. So like Chris Johns rail, was in the mix there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, none of the things that he was super good at skating are actually in the Virginia Beach area. So, so like, I had no idea how he learned how to do that stuff. Um but yeah, eventually became like friends with, with the guys from there. Um, started going on trips. Uh, as far as Baltimore, um, yeah, there was a contest in Baltimore, and uh, a friend of ours got very, very drunk, and like we went to an after party, and. Uh, yeah, super, super drunk. Me and Joey went to go find something to eat. And then we got a random phone call that he had, like, that he was, like, just super drunk from our other friend that was still there. Then we went back to 
they see him. He just kind of like wasted outside. And then he just like walked to the end of the block. We were going to go after him. And uh, I was like, yeah, he's not going to go that far. He could like barely stand up or whatever. Then when he got to the end of the block, he started running. Um, yeah, and we were still like, hey, he's probably not going to go that far. Like our one friend, friend that called us went after him. And uh, like 20 minutes later, he called us. He was like, you got to come get us. And we're like, okay. It, he said they were in front of like a CVS. We tried to get directions to the nearest CVS and they weren't there. Eventually, after like almost an hour, we found them. They were like three miles away. And uh, we went and got them. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. We ended up driving like all over Baltimore. Yeah, just to find them. Crazy. Then the Baltimore scene got to make a comeback. Baltimore, I remember having so many. They have spots. spots. They have it's spots. like the yeah, Barcelona Baltimore. of like the really states. Yeah. Um, I also remember Richmond having really sick spots. You said there's nothing to skate there. I've been there once back in the day, and I remember like, whoa, there's a lot of shit to skate here. Well, the and, thing about Richmond is like all the spots are um, cumbersome. <laughs> cumbersome? In what yeah, way? Like, there, yeah, there aren't any perfect spots in Richmond. There are a lot of hard-to-skate kind of weird spots. Yeah, so that makes that's, sense. That's thing. Yeah. It's kind of how Greensboro, like some of the spots in North Carolina are like, they're just, yeah. if it's similar, like everything's just big and gnarly and yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, there aren't a lot of big things in Richmond. Like you go like North out to the suburbs, that's where all like the really big rail stuff are. Like in downtown Richmond, uh, there's a lot of like little things that are like just fucked up. I don't know. Yeah. I think that also, um, like a lot of the skateboarders from here, like skate those same spots, which kind of became a thing. Like um, our friend, uh, my friend uh, Chris Williams, it's Anthony Williams' brother. Uh, he was stationed out here; he's in the army, and so he would like look through skateboarding videos because he figured, you know, skateboarders are skating stuff must be like a perfect spot. And so we started going around to a lot of the spots, and they were like. The complete opposite of perfect. They're so difficult to escape. Mm. And, yeah. and Anthony's brother, Chris Blades? Yeah. Or skateboard. Okay, cool. That's yeah. sick. I, I like how the yeah, skateboard he's like, is. He's every rail out here. <laughs> That's a trick. Sick. I, I like how skateboard is our bondoing all the spots now because we're too lazy to do it, at least in New York. That's how it is. Yeah. <laughs> we're like going to spots and it's like, like oh shit, it's bondo. It's sick. <laughs> um, a couple of good questions came in, Billy. If we want to take one or yeah, two more, yeah, I, I see. I see. We'll, we'll, we'll take two more. I'm going um, to take Tree's question because you have to always take Tree's question. <laughs> you have to. And then us. Shred, Shred Major will take after. Yes, exactly. Uh, Tree Tree Rudolph says, "If you had to pick one, what band would you want to be the opening act for?" Great question, as always. Band, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I. Have, Never, I don't even have like a live show. Uh, I'm, a, I'm imagining like playing my first live show opening for any band, and that would just be horrible. Why would um, it be? I don't know. I mean, that's that just kind of seems to be like the thing, you know? Like, um, 
people are there to see a band and then whoever is up first opening people are like the they're either indifferent <laughs> or they're like openly hostile it's paying your dues though any of that. especially nowadays apparently people are just like throwing stuff at like <laughs> people on stage all the time really I, i've never seen I, that I, 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 I've, I've discovered like bands that i like from seeing them in the opening acts of me too. shows you know like being I, I pleasantly have, surprised yeah. Yeah. also like uh now that i have kind of a lot of fans like through music i'm kind of afraid that they're kind of like they kind of overlap with like a different artist that I kind of have like notoriously like weird or like creepy fan bases like Death Grips or like 100 Gex. Like Death Grips like had like cancelous ships who were like pissing on the floor and like throwing shit. At them. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Wow. That's uh pissing on uh, the floor. Yeah. It's like a GG Allen show. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's the fans, like the ba- the banners is like there to like play. Yeah. So you don't I can't to... really imagine any band that would want me to open for them where it wouldn't get weird. So yeah. <laughs> wow, so we're gonna have to leave that unanswered. <laughs> Shred Major, this is a good one to end on because it's a three part question. Here's a three part question. What do you think of the new Latimer Shadows? What would a Briggs Pro Shadow look like? What changes would you make to the design after skating them for so long? Uh, um, I think the Latimers are pretty uh, interesting. I'm surprised they they went back to the uh, three piece sole plate because it's uh, wears out kind of fast, or at least like the sole plates wear out kind of fast. That was actually like a, a like how how I got into this, like doing switch tricks a lot, like when uh, Solomon sold Shadow to Power Slide, they didn't make any parts for like two years, and at the time I was running through like the front left sole plate on my skate every month, so I just had to like skate switch. I had to like learn how to skate switch. Um, but yeah, like the Latimer's, um, I saw that they used the new faceplate. I thought that was good it's a lot stiffer than the old one like the old ones have like the where's my finger Uh, it's the opposite yeah Yeah, they have like the wide slit that's like that and then with the 2.0s they made the the tongues have like a little hole it's about that big it makes the whole thing a lot stiffer so that's pretty cool yeah they stopped making these for a while and i kind of missed them what would the Briggs Pro Skate look like? Pro Shadow. Uh, the only thing I think I'd change... Well, at, for a long time, I thought a symmetrical soul plate was a really good idea. Um, now I don't really care. Uh, put buckles on them, I guess. Because I've always had buckles on mine instead of Velcro strap. And maybe put Velcro on the tongue. So it wouldn't pop out as easy. Because, like, with mine, I have to, like, punch, like, a hole in, like, the... All right. I have to, like, punch a hole in, like, the corner of the tongue and then run a lace through that and, like, tie it to the liner, which is kind of annoying. 
to maybe put Velcro on that and then just have the skate come with the buckle. And that probably be the only thing I'd change about. I feel like everybody I know who rides a shadow love it yeah, to they, death, they, but they always yeah, have some like, weird modification to it. Yeah. <laughs> like you're like, oh, that's fucking awesome. But I had to cut a hole in my tongue and stick something <laughs> through it. Or like people are like switching out the buckles or or whatever, but they love them to death. And uh, yeah. it's a real relationship that I find people have with their shadows. Yeah. There's a, like a strange cult following with shadows. Very unique yeah, like skate. That's why there's nothing else like it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's a good it's it's a good uh it's a good old man skate if i'm being honest it is like but, the most comfortable yeah. skate too though i will yeah. say that Everyone from what i remember equal injury loves them yeah, yeah that's true i my older my older homies love them shout out kevin dowling <laughs> yeah. um, it is like the most comfortable yeah. skate from what i remember so that's an easy that's an easy sell for most people out there most people yeah. over 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 like 35 or 40 because that's most of us now <laughs> well this has been a very nice podcast with you before we let you go i just want to say thank you thanks for taking Hi. the time to do this with us i've been following your instagram intently for a while and uh <laughs> i love your stuff man i just find it like such like a, a refreshing um energy to rollerblading and it just feels very fun and playful and cool and obviously like very great stuff like you know but um do you have any like shout outs words of wisdom things you want to say before i don't know (laughs) uh yeah i have anything no okay cool (laughs) (laughs) but dude michael it was awesome having you on uh, for yeah. people, um, for all the fans out there, we have another podcast coming out later in the week that we already recorded with a very special guest, Colin Kelso. Keep an eye out for that one later in the week. Um, don't forget about Winter Clash. If you're at Winter Clash, we'll be doing a few things there. Movie night, live podcast with Julian Cadeau on Friday. So hope to see you all there. Michael, this has been awesome. Thank you so much. Keep killing it. Keep up the entertaining <laughs> content. And uh, we'll see you on a, a few more WTFs in future episodes, I'm sure. Okay. Take yeah. it easy, man. Have a good night. See you later, everyone. Nice Peace. to meet you, man. Later. later.